So the reading is from Numbers chapter 6, starting at verse 22. May God bless this word to our ears and to our hearts. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So, Happy New Year to you, if I've not wished you a Happy New Year already. May it be a prosperous one. May you know the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And would you keep your Bibles open to Numbers chapter 6. Um, th- th- this, um, why Numbers chapter 6? Uh, well, it was a thought that came to me many months ago as I was uh, getting to the end of reading a book by Dallas Willard. And at the end, he goes and in the last, I can't remember what book it is, um, but he goes to do a, a little commentary on this, which is blessing. And uh, I was speaking to, so that's the reason, that's why, but there's other reasons, and I'll speak of those in a moment. But <clears throat> I was speaking, I was at a fabric meeting this week, and I was speaking to one or two people in there, and just saying, we're going to do number six, we're going to do the ironic blessing. And, and then I went on to rattle on some things of, just why uh, this blessing? I could see one of the people looking at me quite quizzically. And I says, what is it? And he goes, the ironic blessing? <laughs> and that was my Glaswegian speaking too fast and mumbling. I says, not the ironic blessing. And in fact, and it's, there's nothing ironic about this blessing. And when I was texting someone as well this week about this, predict text in my iPhone changed it from the ironic blessing to the sardonic blessing. <laughs> And there's nothing again in here that's sarcastic at all. Uh, The text is located in the middle of a major section in the book of Numbers. And it describes how Israel is preparing to leave Mount Sinai. You know, they've been brought out of Egypt. uh, They're now at the mountain of uh, the Lord, they're at Mount Sinai. And they've been camped there for almost a year at the mountain where the Lord appeared to Moses. And they're about to continue their journey, a long journey, following the Lord into the promised land out of the wilderness. And this blessing is designated for Israel at the time of their departure, and it was used, it was to be used for them as they are journeying. So it seems appropriate at the beginning of a year, although that was not my thinking, I just thought it would be wonderful to to just look at this idea that God would bless us. And we're going to be challenged a lot in the weeks to come as we look at the book of Ezekiel, um, but how the Lord blesses us. And this was a blessing he specifically gave Moses to his brother as the chief of all the priests. And it was a blessing from God through others to his people. I just thought it was wonderful. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. Uh, is a blessing for our journey. It's a blessing that all, and we're actually going to do it at the end. But it's a blessing that often gets used as a benediction. And that's okay again um, as we journey out of here into wherever the Lord would have us. So why look at it today? Well, I 
think, really think for this new year. And, and it's not a new vision by any stretch of the imagination. It's part of the vision that we've all had since Jesus touched our heart that we want to share a bit of Jesus with others. We just want to be that salt and light. But especially this year for our church family is next Sunday, a week today, we, we start Alpha in Pitlochry over at Escape Route. That is part of our desire to be a blessing to our community. We bless, our, in fact, I'd, a radio presenter from Heartland was at a soup luncheon. I was sitting with them on a Friday and just speaking about that blessing that is to the seniors of our, not just the seniors, but predominantly the seniors of our community by feeding them, by giving them adult conversation or a conversation and, and friendship as part of the blessing. So is Alpha part of the blessing. And then the many, many ways in which the Lord will lead us out into these spheres of influences is for us to be the conduit of God's blessing because I believe that he's a God who desires to bless. But what is blessing? Well, I get this straight from Dallas Willard, so I trust him, and he gets it straight from Scripture, so that's pretty good. Blessing is the projection of good into the life of another. It's the, it's the blessing of goodness into the life of another. It is more than words, but it does contain words. It can be words. It's the putting forth of, you, of our will, of your will. Our will is the putting forth of that for the good of the other person. So that means it's more than words because when we will something, we treasure something and we put lots of other things into the equation rather than just cheap talk. And it always involves God because when we realize that to will the good for another for us over the long term is near nigh impossible and God is only capable of bringing the blessing that he really wants to bring in his creation's life himself. So you are the temple of the Holy Spirit if you've been born again. The Spirit of the Lord resides within you. He goes with you just as we will see in Ezekiel how the Lord left the temple and he went where the people were. He did not stay in Jerusalem, but he went where the people were in captivity. God desires to dwell with us, and as he dwells, he desires to bring that blessing. As Israel were meant to be a light to the nations and to draw the nations to the worship of the one true God, failed many, many times. So we, that's our calling, to be the blessing that God desires to bring in people's lives. I'm going to look at six words of blessing that we can share from number six with others. I'm going to, they're going to come up here. I'm going to rattle through them um, because we'd like some time at the end just to be, to, to pause. And uh, I'm not hiding anything from you, so although I will no doubt digress slightly from what's up there, uh, I, I'm trying to, to just be as open and honest as possible. So right at the beginning... Numbers chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, so these are the Lord's words, the Lord's blessings. He desires that intimacy. He desires to bring good. Tell Aaron and his sons, so all the priests, 
This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you. So may God bless you. This word bless it testifies to the work of God within the community of faith and beyond. Many of us, in fact, some of the testimony of prayer um, spoke of, of the characteristics of God. So when people were praying out, came from their heart, came from their experience, some cried, some were silently praying in their heart, and it came from their experience. And that was all about testimony, testifying. And again, if we were to do a roving mic and giving people enough time to say, what has God said to you this week? What has God been to you this week? Where has God led you this week? What is your testimony about walking with God? We would have the full spectrum of, I feel like I'm in a desert, to I feel like I'm in the tip of the mountain. So close and I can hear his voice. In fact, as someone once had a testimony in here, I was so needy for the Lord and he was so intimate with me that I could smell his breath. I remember that person telling me that many years ago. I could smell the Lord's breath. He was so intimate to me. So blessed testifies to the work of God in the community, but not just in the community, out there as well. And it signifies um, divine gifts, divine gifts that are spiritual, yeah, but also um, earthly, also bodily. This idea of blessed when it was to, uh, in relation to Israel, it was about the land because they were a nomadic people who desired just to be in their own land and to settle. And that, that land would have given them identity. So the Lord wanted to bless physically. And the word bless also is to do with finance. So it's not just this spiritual idea, may the Lord bless you. When, when Aaron was to pray this on the people, it was about the whole of your life. May the Lord bless you with healing. May the Lord bless you with abundance. May the Lord bless you with many sons and daughters, of course. May the Lord bless you with peacefulness in your heart. So this idea of the Lord blessing is not just a spiritual, religious thing. It's about everything. That is the desire of the Lord. He made everything and it was good. So may the Lord bless you with everything that is good in your life and your health and your well-being of the individuals that you are, but we know as church we're a community. So may the Lord bless this community of faith. And I believe the Lord wants to bless Pilocri. That's why I felt it was so important for us right at the beginning to get involved in the Hands Up for Pitlochry High School. Because I truly believe that the high school brings so much to this community. And to rip it out from our community would be a travesty. I really, really believe that. And so for us to get behind that, yes, some of the things that are taught in the school we may not like. Some of the teachers may be atheists for all I know. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever. But yet that school is important for the various generations in our community. And that's why I felt it was important for us to take a picture here to hold up those luminous posters and say, hands up for Pitlochry. It's deeper than that. I believe God wants to bless our community in that way also, with good schooling and, and with good business and with prosperity, um, as well as intimacy with him. So blessings covers the sphere of both creation and redemption because it's no good for us to inherit the whole world but, but lose our, our souls. I know that's my paraphrase. 
So we don't want to just have all the physical blessings, but in our heart we are close to the Lord because those physical blessings will last the life of our, the span of our lifetime. So blessings is about creation, it's about redemption, and there's no conditions attached here. It doesn't say the Lord bless you if. So the Father's heart is to bless because he loves our, us, his creation. Jesus goes on and speaks a little bit about this in Matthew chapter 7. I'll read this out. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. If we're honest, we mostly use that in, when we're thinking of redemption. When we're thinking of people seeking and pursuing if we, the, the facts of Christianity, we may even use that as we're praying next Sunday at five o'clock in here for those who will attend the Alpha. Lord, may you take down the barriers so that they may seek with all your heart and they may find you and they would knock at that door with curious minds and hearts and they, they, it will be opened and that they will know salvation in Jesus. And that is right. This is about redemption. But Jesus goes on to speak in very worldly terms. He says, which of you, if your sons ask for bread... We'll give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. And he goes on to say this, If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven good, give good gifts to those who seek? God will give to anyone who seeks. We were going to sing a song called vagabonds at the end of the service. But when I couldn't sing and play at the same time, we decided it wasn't wise. Come all you vagabonds, come all you don't belongs, winners and losers, come people like me. Come all you travelers, tired from the journey, come wait a while, stay a while, welcome you'll be. Come all you questioners looking for answers and searching for reasons and sense in it all. Come all you fallen, Come, all you broken, find strength for your body and food for your soul. And before I get to the chorus, I'll read some more verses. Come, those who worry about houses and money and all those who don't have a care in the world, from every station and orientation, the helpless, the homeless, the young and the old. Come, all believers, hey, that's us, and dreamers and schemers. Come, all you restless, just searching for home, movers and shakers and givers and takers, the happy, the sad, the lost and the alone. And there's a fifth verse. Come self-sufficient with wearied ambitions and come those who feel at the end of the road, fervent debaters and religion haters, accusers, abusers, the hurt and ignored. And then the chorus, which I think celebrates the Father heart of God. Come to the feast, there is room at the table. Come, let us meet in this place with the king of all kindness who welcomes us in with the wonder of love and the power of grace. The wonder of love and the power of grace. The wonder of love and the power of grace. Come. God desires um, to give to anyone who asks. And you and I have heard the umpteen times 
where people say, I don't feel good enough, come. Where people say, I, I, uh, I'm not religious, come. I've never darkened the door of the church since the last funeral I was at, come. Because there is room at the table. Whether you come at the first hour or the ninth hour, the reward is the same, to feast with the Father, knowing the forgiveness and the love, the power of love and the power of grace. So it's not wrong for us to ask God to bless us. Number six shows you that God desires that and commands that. However, God uses us and God teaches us more about himself and how he loves us when we ask God to bless others. Because it is incredibly difficult to pray honestly for those who are against you. We all have people, one way or another, who are against us. And it is a sign of our character whether one we're willing to pray that, even though it's the command of Christ, and two, how long it takes for us to really pray it. Because some of us pray it hoping that in time the Lord will soften our heart because we know we're praying the right thing. Lord, bless those people who are against me. Lord, bless those people who curse me, who stab me in the back. Bless those people, Lord, who scheme and talk. And even though they may seem, they may think they are in the right, I feel the burden of their position against me. Bless them. It's a hard prayer to pray. But I believe that's what the Lord desires for us, him to bless us and us to be a blessing, a conduit out there to bless the world. That was only point one, the rest are quicker. <laughs> and may the Lord keep you. In other words, may God protect you. Keep is the idea of guard. May the Lord guard you. May the Lord protect you. Why should we ask God first to bless us and then for the Lord to keep us or for the Lord to guard us? The only thing I could think of on this, and I read lots of different things, and this is a thing I've settled on, because if the Lord gives, and the Lord gives bountifully, he lavishes his love, not just in his son Jesus, but as it says, the fullness of that idea of blessing, that it does affect health and, and, and things, then the physical all too often can take over from our first love. In other words, the Lord blesses us financially, and we're more concerned about our finances than we are about the person who owns the finances and who gives the finances. The Lord gives materially, and that is great and that is wonderful, but it becomes a first love, or it challenges our first love, because that's just the way it is for us. Um, I believe that we should tithe and tithe. If the people in of the old covenant tithe, then those of us who are part of the new covenant, we should more than tithe. I just want to get that out there in my understanding of our resources and stewarding. But I love this quote, and it's one I've known from years, and it's from Rockefeller. Uh, is it John D. Rockefeller, am I right? Something like that. One of the richest men in the world anyway, or was. And he says this, I never would have been able to tithe the first million dollars I ever made if I had not tithed my first salary, which was one and a half dollars per week. It's a challenge in there for us. And I like that because 
we all know, we probably know others that the Lord has blessed financially more than the Lord has blessed us. Okay, that couple this week who won a hundred and something stupid million. I believe God is sovereign. And although, you know, that is a blessing from the Lord. It's a complicated subject, but I would want to just throw it out there. But you know what? That, that is such a burden to them as well. The most encouraging thing I heard from their wee story was, we're looking forward to bless others. I, I kind of, I don't know if they're believers, not if they seem to be Catholic with their name, maybe they're, they're Roman Catholic. Um, sometimes the blessing can be a distraction, and we need to be careful with that. Sometimes Jesus no longer is our first love because we're so concerned with the things that we have, even with our health. But may the Lord keep you, lest you get distracted from that which is of eternal significance. I don't know where I've got that from. That's been one of the books I've been reading, and I thought that was a good quote. May the Lord keep you, lest you get distracted from that which is of eternal significance. So may the Lord guard you. Third one. And the Lord make his face shine upon you. May God shine upon you. May the shining face of God, which signifies his benevolent disposition towards you, may God's benevolence shine upon you. And because that's not a normal part of my vocabulary, I went to a thesaurus to find out what that really means. And this, these were some of the words, and I think I put them up there. Kind, big-hearted, good, God is compassionate, God is caring, God is altruistic, God is humanitarian. I can never say the next word. God is generous, God is magnanimous, God is munificent. I've not got a clue what that means, but it sounds great. God is unselfish, God is bounteous. God is bounteous. God is not glaring, God is glowing. And may his face shine upon you. A gracious move in God's part to those who are undeserving. That's what I've written there. God's face towards you is glowing. He's created you and he has said it is good. And even though we have, uh, we all let sheep have gone astray, turned to our own ways, he's demonstrated his love, his bounteous, his unselfish his, his generous love and that Jesus says, I'll go farther. And then that mystery of the cross has provided the way of salvation. And that beauty of the Lord, if you can imagine his shining face, that beauty of the Lord is reflected on us because we are made in the image of God. So if you've got a poor self-image, you're made in the image of God. He's created you fearfully and wonderfully. And, and if we know him, then some of the characters from Scripture um, are an example to us, such as Moses in Exodus 34. Moses spoke with God and his face radiated. Why should that not be us? Why should we not radiate the glory of the Lord? by spending time in his presence and allowing his face to shine upon us. Or let Stephen, when he faced martyrdom 
His face became as bright as an angel's in Acts 6. And he journeyed with Jesus maybe for three years. And he, he, he experienced a Pentecost. And he spoke in tremendously difficult situation, near death. And yet he loved the Lord that his face shone like an angel's. And even Jesus himself in the transfiguration in Matthew 17. And we would expect this from Jesus, but we also know that he veiled his glory. And yet when he comes into that presence of the Lord, he shone like the physical sun. He was so bright. This can and should be true for all those who love and belong to the Lord. So throughout 2019, if you stay close to the Lord and when you fall, you get back up and you continue to follow him. And another experience happens and you fall and you have a wee bit of time where you feel sorry about yourself and, and life is hard, but you get back up and you continue to follow the Lord and you trust in his unfailing love. At the end of 2019, there should be aspects of your character that shine like Jesus, let shine like Stephen, let shine like Moses, because the Lord desires to shine his face upon us and for us to be affected by that. So if you've got depression, if you've got anxiety, if you've got stress, these things, it is possible for them to disappear in 2019. If you've got addictions, if you've got worries, those things, it is possible for, to be transformed, metamorphosized in 2019. I believe that. It takes an act of our will, but the Lord is very willing for that to happen. And may the Lord be gracious to you. May God love you. God's grace is a demonstration of God's love. And what does God's love look like? Well, look at Jesus. And you'll discover that the crowds you discover what the crowds discover as they gather round him. You'll discover that the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the women, and you see that a lot in Luke's gospel, the foreigners, the sinners, you'll discover what they discovered. You'll discover that he's tender-hearted. You'll discover that he is compassionate. You'll discover that he knows the secrets of your heart as the woman at the well did. Even though Jesus had no earthly right known about these things, you'll find that even though she was, was a fifth person man or whatever it was, who was not her husband, Jesus was compassionate to her. And the woman who was brought to Jesus caught in adultery and everyone had their rocks, Jesus was compassionate but said to her, leave this life of sin. And he loved the rich young ruler. Give away everything gave choices all over the place. He didn't say, come and be blessed if. He says, enjoy the blessing of God and as a consequence, as a demonstration that God is with you, leave these things that are a burden to you and you are never designed to carry. I don't think this is rocket science. I believe God is gracious and I believe he wants to share that grace with others and having a heart to bless will challenge our judgmental attitude. I'll say that again, our challenge really to bless I don't know those who are worried about money those who don't have a care in the world, those who are confused or have a, a different theology in regards to their orientation those who are fervent debaters or religion haters 
If our desire is to bless them by the grace of God, it will challenge our judgmentalism. Yes, there may be aspects of their life that we think that is contrary to what Scripture says, but it should not be that we say, only when you're willing to come and meet me here and, and come and be respectful and come and think the way I think, will I then make a, a step towards you. The onus is on us that the Lord has loved us, that we would demonstrate that love by loving others. It's a big challenge. It's not an easy challenge, that one. Uh, as we go into this new year, we still call people to repent. However, we're seeking to be salt and light in Pitlochry, in Rannoch, in Aberdeen, and in Inverness, where, where we're striving to be an extension of the Father's heart to bless others so that we, in all honesty, as we meet those people who do not yet know Jesus, we can look at them in the eye and we can say, may the Lord be gracious to you before we see any of their lifestyle or their attitudes. Nearly there. The Lord turn his face towards you. May God smile on you. The Bible says that a person's countenance is downcast. It means that he's frowning. So if a person, eh, their countenance is lifted up, it basically means they're smiling. May God smile on you. Not only may he shine his face on you, may his face shine upon you and may it be smiling. As a I, it was Stephen McLaren's birthday yesterday. Well done, Algie. And um, do, does he know about what I'm about to say about him? Oh, no. I've, he does. He's seen all the stuff from yesterday. Great. And uh, sorry, I didn't know if I was going to spoil a, a, a birthday thing there. Sorry. And uh, this is about me just enjoying my children. This is all this story's about. And, and Amanda, Stevie's daughter, says, any chance of putting a few words in a wee video and sending it through? And, and I thought, I'd love to sing Stevie McLaren a song. And then I tried to write a song, and after about two hours, I thought, I'm not gifted in writing songs. <laughs> and I went to my children, who, it was Eden, and, and Josh was floating about, but, and I was looking, it was Dylan and Eden's uh, boyfriend, Matthew, and I says, guys, any chance of writing Stephen McLaren a wee song? Aye, uh, what's it about? Well, just about Stevie, anything you can think, he's 60. How long have we got? 15 minutes. <laughs> it's true, I said something, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I came back, and, and they did this. They made a wee song went, Stevie, you're getting very old. And it went along that way. And I, you know, whether Stevie liked it or not, I loved it. <laughs> and I've watched it umpteen times because I looked and I just, I just smiled at my children. I just honestly, and I've, I've, I've woke up singing it. I've watched it 20 times. <laughs> it blessed me. And, and that's just like a parent who smiles in their children because their children bring them joy. Yes, our children make their own mind up about their life. But to look in our children and just remember and celebrate, God wants to smile in us. He really wants to enjoy us and us to enjoy Him. And He wants to have that relationship which is based on joy. And finally, and finally, a happy parent who enjoys their children will be gracious to them, but God enjoys us and he wants to bring us peace. That's his desire. May God give peace to you. I think this is the crowning part of this blessing. It's part of God's plan, part of God's provision for us. 
that we should know his peace flooding in our heart. The great Colin Buchanan, kids worship leader from Australia, one of his songs, he says, the greatest treasure in the whole wide world is peace with God. And the kids all shout, peace with God. And I think it's so true. The crowning part of this blessing is to know peace with God. And in this whole blessing, the church fathers, um, they saw the name of God three times. And they saw this as an allusion to the, the, uh, the Trinity. In verse 24, we see God the Father is the giver. He wants to bless our body. He wants to bless us physically. And then in verse 25, we see God the, the Son is the revealer who wants to bless our soul, which is our mind and our emotions. And in verse 26, we see God the Holy Spirit is the soother who wants to bless our spirit. And we know that is what lasts forever. I'd like to read Psalm 67. I've got about one minute, two minutes. Because I think the psalmist captures uh, this blessing extremely well. And then I'd like to just do one last wee thing. May God be gracious to us and bless us. And make his face shine upon us. That your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest. And God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. That is just wonderful. We, we know where this comes from, don't we? Can someone tell me where that comes from? And the person who it is? Spock. Leonard Nimoy, if I'm right. He must have been Jewish. Because um, when the priest um, blessed the congregation, and actually you can go in and see this on YouTube, it's quite nice. Um, they, they would make the letter Shin, which is the last, that's the first letter of the last word. So the, the first letter of the last word is the word peace, shalom. And so the, peace, the, the priest would make uh, the letter Shin over the people and would pray the ironic blessing. And that's how it's done even to this day. Sometimes they go like that, sometimes like that. But it's the, the letter Shin, the Hebrew letter Shin. And, you know, you know that's live long and prosper. It's exactly where he gets it from. The Lord desires for us to live long and prosper because the Lord desires to bless us. And at the end of our service, when, when the kids are in, I'm, I'm just going to ask us to stand and I'm, I'm going to just uh, say the ironic blessing over us as we go into this new year. And to whatever the Lord has for us, yes, difficulties, we all know that, but the blessings as well, the growth, the transformation, the becoming like Jesus. And, uh, and I, I, anyway, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to ask Eden if she would... Actually, Eden, can you come up and, pl and play this? This is a song we know, but I ask that you...
I've, I've not made this a congregational song. If you sing it, you sing it. But I just wanted Eden to sing this blessing over us after I pray. And, and just feed in the words which you will know very well. Father, I pray in your name and your son's name that we would know your blessing, that we would be a blessing to others, to our friends and to our enemies, that you would widen our tent all for, the, for your glory and the name of your Son and by your Spirit.